This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everyone and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Tiffany. I'm Sal. This is a show where we take last week's books and chat with you about them, let you know what we thought about them, whether or not they're a pickup, and uh, yeah, what, what what else we got? Well, <laughs> uh, this is a show that is live, and uh, if you're watching this after the fact, you can always catch us live on Monday evenings, Eastern Standard Time, sometime between 5 and 6.30 p.m., and uh, this show is, of course sponsored by viewers like you if you are watching live you are a secret sponsor of today's episode all you have to do to keep your keep us honest is use super chats ask a question or comment we'll read it here on the program and that goes into the infrastructure it keeps the sponsors out of the show and allows us to continue to do this show because i don't know if you know this but comic book reviews on youtube don't do well when you're talking about like the views That's and the you know the, the the when you're playing the game so to speak no one's been playing this game longer than us uh, <laughs> except quite a few people yeah except, except a lot it's people. true yes but but fewer than there are ahead oh. and uh so bef- like the creator interview before it and like the con coverage before that these are the things that people think you should do to succeed in comics youtube and then you reach a limit I like doing this. I like that we get to do these comic book reviews because one, it keeps us relevant. It allows us to talk about something new and fresh that's happening every single week. Right, and who doesn't want to be relevant? Right? Uh, I also, my dad, uh, <laughs> but uh, I also know that you uh, that it's also great to be able to check in with you live, you watching the show. That's right. If you're in the chat, I see your ass and I know that you're there. So I like to be able to check in and I like that we can, we can do that every single week because I can't get enough of it. And also, I like an opportunity to work with you on an actual weekly basis. Yay! So, it's always fun, and uh, we're always appreciative of anybody who can support us in any way, and we do appreciate it. If you want to support us any more directly, you can always go to patreon.com slash comicpop and help us out there. Uh, you get occasional weekly updates, early access to back issues, and that's kind of it. But, mm-hmm. like, we're trying, we're, we're, we're coming up with new stuff all the time. Um, also, I like to solicit your opinions on new things we're working on, um, so you'll get that as well. Yes. As it goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of stuff we want to talk about. Uh, this, this, I'm, I'm trying something out with the, with the title for today's episode. Apparently jokes are canon now. Apparently it's just, we've reached that point where comics are so old and who gives a shit, we just take a joke and just make that a thing. And make it a thing that's like kind of important and force current creators to kind of like use it. And be like, you gotta use that now. Remember that joke? So, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. I look forward to getting to that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but let's give an example of what uh, what kind of super chats we're getting. We got Patrick Lawson here. Love the backdrop for Off the Rack. Happy Monday, Silent Well, thank you very well, much, thank Patrick. You. It's actually funny you should say that because literally before we saw your super chat, I was talking about how much I don't like it and how much I'd like to change it. <laughs> but that's not to uh, disparage your opinion. That actually helps me because it makes me <laughs> less self-conscious about doing the show in front of this backdrop every week. Twice a week sometimes, depending on Elseworlds Exchange. Um, Woo! which is another show we do here, which you can catch on Tuesdays around like 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we uh, chat about like one particular topic for about an hour. Yes, you do. Uh, but yeah, um, Algy Try, yes, finally catching Comp Up Live from the start. Hell yeah. Welcome, Algy Try. Great to see you again, Welcome. man. Welcome. Thank you very much for being here. I think the shoveling just hit me. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, if you uh, live on the East Coast, <laughs> if you're in the Jersey area, you may have been visited by yet another 
dumping from the winter warlock. We got uh, we got like three to four inches. It of wasn't snow. as much as it has been, but it was still there. Yeah. And by the time we got to it, it had warmed up slightly, so so it was heavier. That's it's always a good time. Yeah. It's always a good time. Oh yeah. Doesn't I, I never I, want to? Uh, I never don't want to. I did beat snow. the plow at the bottom of the driveway, which though. kept it a lot less it's, it's crappy. Yeah. 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 I uh, raced him down there. He was like, "What are you doing?" Right. One time, I'm gonna hit one you. time we did that, yeah. and he actually pushed the snow out of the bottom of our driveway because we were physically there. Yeah, that was really cool. This time I was physically there, and it was more or less like a I was playing chicken with him, which is not something you should do. No, it's like I'm don't don't put the snow back here. Right, just please don't. Please don't. I'm right here. I'm watching you. Uh, Jonathan Reddick, I finally was able to catch a live show. Thank you so much for keeping my wife and I well entertained while she was in labor. Oh, my, oh God. my gosh. You mean, were we, were we there or were we just there during the labor? Because we were there during the birth. Uh, that's the first birth I was ever physically at outside of my own. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Didn't and even get to. congratulations, yeah. more importantly. That's right. I hope everybody is doing well. Seriously. Thank you very much, Jonathan, for your support and for keeping us in your life during the key moments. <laughs> That's so cute, though. Right? Yeah, my understanding is, like, any distraction, though, can be helpful. So That's fair. Hopefully our antics were distracting enough. Just enough. Oh, you're distracting. <laughs> yeah. I see. That just distracted me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, let, let's jump into one of the first books that we can talk about, uh, Superman Worlds of War. This is a book that I was very excited about when it first was announced. And every time that they showed another super book, they refer to it. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, not much. But uh, hey, listen, you know what? It's, it's a good not much. Uh, of course, if you're interested in like, who's writing what Philip Kennedy Johnson is taking over for Superman. He's also taken over for the alien book over at Marvel, oh. which I think is a good indication because Philip Kennedy Johnson is getting rising star. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, last God critically acclaimed people love his book. Mm -hmm. uh, so some would say like, what do you mean rising? He's already up there. Well, listen, in, in the world of the big two, for the plebes like me, it's like, oh, that's I, a name I'm seeing more often yeah, than not. Yeah, anytime you can take a, like a, especially a fantasy concept and, and get it into the general public's view. That's, that, a, that's a success. It's an accomplishment. That's right. You know? Yeah, but, uh, but I'm seeing his name all over the place. And the fact that he's doing DC and Marvel and high profile books on both because he's taken over for Superman mm -hmm. makes me think that like the Bendis contract dissolving at dc that those exclusivities are going the way of the dodo and the comics code that mm. i think the i think that people being like oh i only work for marvel unless it's dan slot but everybody else i can imagine people being like no i work for whoever will freaking hire me right at least you didn't say that they were going the way of uncle ben <laughs> they're going the way of uncle ben no because you can't throw a rock without hitting an uncle ben he's all over the place whether he's <laughs> in spider-man's thoughts or whether he's in a hell uh, you know a hang in there kitty That's poster true. he is everywhere but he is dead yes but he is dead there's no denying that <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Philip Kennedy Johnson writing Superman Worlds of War. Uh, I, Yeah, uh, this is like a twofer book. Uh, there's two different stories going on. Um, there's four different stories. There's four stores. different books in here, but there's I'm talking about just the books. main story. If you're just like, I want to uh, see okay, what yeah, Superman, yeah, yeah. Cal L, Clark Kent is up to. Yep. Well, you're getting 50% of a quarter of the book. 
because the rest of it is about this young sweet girl who came to uh, Smallville to learn more about Clark Kent and pay her respects. And she found herself in kind of like this gross bazaar of exploitation that she was just really turned off by. Right. And also just the like fundamental misunderstanding of a lot of folk that like Superman was two people. Like there was another side to him. Yes, there's a Clark Kent, which yeah. some people discredit. You know, Superman was the thing. Clark Kent was the disguise. No. Clark Kent was a man. Superman didn't just adopt this persona. He also did stuff as Clark Kent, and mm -hmm. that impacted people as well, including our protagonist of the story, who is not Superman, uh, who basically tells the story and she about a person uh, who I'm sure was a real person who fought in the war and then uh, basically, like, did good and had a hard time and a hard life. Yeah, I actually I really do hope that it's based on a real person. Right, because right, it's it doesn't, so it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's good, exactly. It's nice I don't care about it either way. Good, but for, like, good for Johnson for his creativity in case it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I was really hoping it like it was. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like the story. I like the message behind it. it. It was sweet and like it and completely explains for her where he, he is. Yes. Like, what he's doing and why he's not dead and why he'll be back. Right, exactly. And I was like, that's clever. Yeah, but basically you're getting uh, the story, like, you're getting the um, the article that she keeps around that he wrote as Clark Kent, and that's the story that she tells, mm -hmm. uh, punctuated by sweet, awesome, gladiatorial action. Um, yeah. And, and that's the whole, and, and the issue is just, like, Superman, if you want to know what the Superman story is, he fights in, a, in, an, in an arena, Mongol... Uh, kills him and resurrects him and he does that over and over again. Yeah, and like the idea is that like seemingly that Mongol's like, hey, like so here is a, like a slave and like you'll take them with you and if like you have to fight for them and save them mm -hmm. and like you'll fail every time. Yeah, exactly. And like I will break you. Yes, and, the and Mongol doesn't like, know nope. who he's dealing with apparently. Nope, yeah, in fact, you, I, I'm proving you wrong every, every day. That's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, the young lady and her new friend who she inspired when she gave everybody the business at the meeting from the previous issue uh, go to the secret farm. There's like a the real one. Like, there's like a facsimile farm that's like the, the museum Kent farm, but yeah. there's a real farm that's like burned down. Uh, they go there, they find the floor, but we know they're going to find Kal-El's baby uh, rocket. Yeah. They do. They're brought to tears by it, which I like. Yeah. That's a moment I'm like, that's sweet. a real moment. Like, that, like if if it were real, I would cry to find it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. How nice. And uh, it's the end of this series. It will be continuing in Superman House of L, number one. Who knows? All I know is I'm good. I'm out. No more. Ha no more Superman future state for me. Okay. I'll be. I'll be. See. I'll be picking this up when Johnson is continuing the not future state, the current state of Superman. Right. I'm out. I was excited to see like where this is gonna go. It's two issues of like not much. This issue was very impactful. Yeah. And I. I would have loved for it to have been an arc or a trade. Yes. It's too. But now that it isn't, I'm like. Okay. I'm out. Okay. So that was nice. There's more, of course. That issue uh, was, I think, six bucks because there's like a lot of story in it. I think there. it's eight. Woof. I think. <laughs> I thought it was seven ninety nine. I thought this and the Batman one, they're, they're I think huge. You're right. There's a lot of content in them. We talked about that, too, in the last but, episode. But like, again, like if you're not looking for the other stories, that may not be worth that purchase price for you. That's true. Uh, I mean, it is an opportunity for you to explore, explore some other characters. But, you know, again, like if you're like trying to like make sure it's like, all right, I can I can afford this much for the week. 
this may not be a purchase for you. No, and in fact, uh, you'll be able to get this for like 50 cents in bargain bins <laughs> when you get your inoculation That's and when you can go like, back out in the world. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I mean, the reality is like, if you ever were like, I wonder what I wonder what uh, Future's End was all about. Well, you can pick up every single issue in floppies for about a quarter or 50 cents at any comic book store that has back <laughs> issues bins. And there's lots of examples of that, so go check it out. Uh, but yeah, you, you checked out the Mr. Miracle I book. I did check out the Mr. Miracle uh, story, um, Time and Effect Part 2, written by uh, Brandon Easton, uh, with art by Valentine Delandro. Um, and this story essentially is, we as it's revealed at the end, it's uh, Mr. Miracle is essentially Captain Batesman from Star Trek <laughs> TNG. If you know that episode, you know that he's stuck in a causality loop. Oh no. Um, and he's been in that loop like for a long time. Yeah, he realizes he's stuck in the loop and like he doesn't realize it until the end essentially where like he's trying um desperately to get like a message out to Earth yeah. that like there's an invasion coming. And like inevitably, like he he struggles with it. He remembers something that Midnighter told him because don't forget Midnighter's here. This is all taking place around like War World. Yes. Um, and like what Superman's doing, but he's not interacting with Superman. No. Um, but like there's like the idea is that there's like a fleet coming. So I'm I'm guessing inevitably like because Mongol says like I'm going to go to Earth. Yes. And like so I, I guess this is that point where he's like I'm coming I'm taking my fleet and we're going. Cool. I guess. Um, and essentially he does get the message out realizing that, you know, it's not only that he has to like figure out where earth is because it's like the computer interface is all messed up. Yeah. Um, but he also has to figure out like the time component to it as well. And right, so like he sends getting, it yeah. and like realizes that he can't wait to see if it goes because enemies are closing in on him. So he leaves it and he's like, I wouldn't realize until later on that essentially I did send it and I did get it. Oh. I got it, oh. which is what got me here in the first place. Oh, no. I was like, oh. But like, that's a cool idea for Mr. Miracle because he's trapped in something that's seemingly inescapable. And so how will he escape it? Well, we don't find out at the end. Um, nope. But, you know, there is more of this Mr. Miracle coming. Yep. So, you know, maybe we'll touch on that. Maybe not. I don't know. But like, I was like, that's clever. Right. Midnighter is also in the next issue yes. stuck in a like loop oh no but like a different kind loop. okay like it's the kind of loop that like bill and ted deals with okay where it's like the following things have to happen for me to accomplish xyz yes and so midnighter discovers that the person on the other end of the um like voice that he's been talking with that's been guiding him yeah through his mission is himself ah and he knew he had to do the following things to defeat the villain who looks like his husband, but yes. isn't his husband. And it turns out as a guy named Trojan and Trojan's idea is I'm going to, you know, kill everybody and I'm going to kill Superman. And you guys don't understand evolution and that like becoming a robot's like super cool. Okay. It's that kind of thing. Right. Um, Midnighter handles that as well as you'd expect um, on every conceivable level. Mm -hmm. And in fact, jeopardizes the mission because he's like, this guy has to be punished right, for everything for, he's doing yeah, right for now. everything, including um, a person. Almost completely fails at the mission, but obviously the other Midnighter knows that this is how it's going to go down. Yeah. And he's like, here's the thing, buddy, I'm going to take care of all of this stuff and you, I have to send you back mm -hmm. to earth. And like, it'll fix your age. Cause he got essentially zapped by some like chronal energy of some sort, which like, 
sent him through like puberty and everything again oh. and like then he's an old man and then he and young like his other midnighter from the future kick this guy's butt okay so he sends him back with the um with the guy's head which they'd ripped off oh and um he's like hopefully you can figure out how to solve this because the fact is like we're kind of stuck constantly doing this like you'll need to figure out how to fix this issue right. of like needing to do xyz yeah so that's it like two different <laughs> issues are dealing with like t different variations on time loops like yes. That's interesting. Why? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's it, like that's it's fascinating to me um, that they both um, decided to go that way. Again, yeah. Mr. Miracle being in a causality loop and this being more in a loop of like, I need to um, like, like do these certain things to get to a certain point, but we still need to fix something else. And so hopefully the next time it'll be different it'll be different and something like that version of me can fix it based on the knowledge that i give you right this is seemingly not finished by the way no this story says the end question mark says nope read next chapter in next month's action comics 1029 okay i'll bet this is more done than the other books and they're like well we'll just cram it at the end of other books it, it could be it could have just been that there's more midnighter um it's fun midnighter is you know has zero patience <laughs> very sarcastic you know very relatable sort of personality yes. in terms of the fact that typically you're used to not that not that you can't relate to superman but you look up to superman and, yeah. and batman and stuff like that but like midnighter has like an element to him that makes him feel more like this would be what a person would be like if they had any sort of yeah his like, boots on the ground kind of character so yeah, yeah exactly um i enjoyed them both and i i look forward to seeing more from both of those stories cool i did not read the flash but i'm not usually a that's flash right, reader that's right yeah so but that's the thing is that there's so much of this issue you can you can pick and choose yeah i don't know but i wouldn't mind going back but it was i knew that we had to get certain comics done today to be able to talk about so right. i was like let me get through these because i had talked about those and mm -hmm. i know i talked about the flash a little bit but um you know i i have a a, a, a an a affinity affinity yeah for um for mr miracle yes. and i was really enjoying the midnighter so i was like let me let me jump into those yeah, um, yeah, yeah and this um i didn't say who that was by but i honestly don't remember <laughs> um but this mr miracle um i think his name is shiloh yeah um he's technically he has worn this costume before he's the third individual to take up the mr miracle mantle, mantle if you count the first one right <laughs> If you, if you count the old man, Mr. Miracle, count, like yeah. the, the, the not scot-free one. Yes. Yes. If you count that, if you're saying like the, like in terms of taking up the mantle, he's the second. Right. Then, cause it would be Scott and him. Yes. But regardless. Cool. You know, it just, it just depends on how you think about it and gotcha. consider it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we have a couple more super chats and then oh, we can get lovely. into something that you read. Oh, uh, Brian Rollins <laughs> uh, says first live off the rack. I'm going to be missing in a while. Have a great show. I'll be watching soon. Thanks, Brian. We'll see you on the repeat. Um, ben Wilson, I'm recovering from reading Garth Ennis' Spider-Man this morning. It was something. Excited for reviews of new comics. Welcome to the show, man. Uh, thank you, Ben. Um, yeah, that's The Thousand. I hated it. It's horrible. Uh, it's ridiculous. I read it recently. He does infuse a little bit of, like, character. He's not just, like, pantsing Peter Parker. He actually does something with him, but it's still, like, ugh. Mm. Uh, LT3, so happy to catch you live. Love the shows. Back issues has kept me mightily entertained. Well, thank you, well, LT3. thank you uh wakish wakish zaji nope <laughs> what it's close enough yeah. wakish zaji yeah uh says long time Zashi. fan hmm? wakish thank you uh long time fan in japan able to watch this live <gasps> as today is a public holiday yay 
Uh, always enjoy both your takes on the floppies. Great vid on Junji Ito. Thank you very much. Also, Japan, legit bucket list place to go. Yeah, I yeah. think it is for a lot of people. It's just a, a beautiful and fascinating country. That's fair. Uh, Tom Carpenter, have you heard about this mystery character being added to the Justice League movie? Love y'all. Stay warm and safe. Yes, uh, Snyder uh, said something like, you know, you've heard about all the characters that are going to be there, but there's going to be a big mystery character at the end of the movie. Lobo. Fine. Lobo's Doesn't matter. My... There's no sequel Lobo's coming. Lobo's on my brain, so that's... That'd be, fu- that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's the main man. That'd be fine with me. He would. He's the only one who fits in that universe. Uh, Sean D. Howdy, ma'am and sir. Howdy, Sean. Hi. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, Burning Hades 51. Howdy. Hello. I'm currently reading Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. It's it's absolutely insane. Yes. What is your favorite of Morrison's work? Probably that. Mm. Uh, I guess also Superman. Oh. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. I know. Oh, maybe it's that. I, I do love Doom that. Patrol, but that story is... Go- yeah, it is that. Yeah. It's that. Uh, Hats Beetle uh. <laughs> told my bro about X-Men, and he says childhood is ruined, but wants to know more. Looking forward to any X-Books you guys will do next. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, Hats. Uh, I love that. That's why they do it. Yeah. you're like, oh, no, I have to read all of it. Yeah. Gotcha. That's true. Uh, Matthew Guyers, I'm currently catching up on X-Men. What series from Dawn of X are worth reading? Um, that... I'd say grab whatever you're interested in. However, if you're going from Dawn of X and inevitably you, you're going to run into Ten of Swords and you're going to want to maybe know what's going on in Excalibur just in terms of understanding the lead up to Apocalypse and his role in Ten of Swords. Yes. Other than that, literally just take a look at them, kind of read about the teams and go from there. Just pick up something that you think you'd have an enjoyment for and like you might end up picking up more than you'd expect. Like, I didn't expect myself to really enjoy Hellions as much as I did, but I really do like it. It was something that I gravitated towards in a way I didn't anticipate. So that would be my recommendation there, except except for Excalibur and a lot of folk like um, X-Force. Yes, yes. If you want, like, classic X-Men stuff, I guess you should read... Uh, x-force it's good it's good I, I Wolverine, have, i've maybe. been enjoying it more now than i did originally yes um but yeah yeah like fallen angel that's over just don't, don't, bother, no, with that. don't bother with that uh be black not a super big fan but loved the last book especially since it's black history month in the next if the next issue yeah not a big superman fan but loved the last books especially since it's black history month mm-hmm. if the next series have the same if the same vibe i'm on board yeah no i i, I completely completely agree Agreed. um it was also like fun to see someone else giving us a history lesson yeah but in a way that actually didn't feel forced right like it was something that i 100 percent could see clark kent writing about. totally yeah 100 percent. like trying to convince perry is a good idea yep. in terms of like pushing a story that like that lois was working or, on yeah yeah, no, yeah I that agree. was like just a, a a personal interest piece that should be run yeah yeah uh victor vendetta big ups to tiffany for getting me into indie comics oh yay <laughs> yeah by the way if you want more tiffany you should always uh go over to twitch.tv oh damn it that's that's that, not the right thing. That's okay. We're there, there we now. Twitch.tv slash comic pop. Watch the video <laughs> play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah, we became Catwoman and the Phantasm. We did. We're not doing that yet. We're doing your book. I just, I, which book? Whatever book you want to do next. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Girk Petrics, uh, Pectix, uh, have you read Green Lantern Effigy Core War? Sinestro Core ripped it off big time. I think it would make a great back issues. Google it. Not even hiding it. Okay. <laughs> 
Thank you. Uh, B Black, curious what Tiffany thinks about the new Mr. Miracle number one cover design. The, go the logo's gotten some praise for its concise design. Bigger number, creative team it. placement, slimmer barcode, etc. I haven't seen it. Oh, he's looking it up right now. I was going to look it up on my phone, which is going to make it even more awkward for me looking down mm -hmm. while I'm trying to do that. There he is. There's Shiloh. That's the cover without the logo, though. Yeah. All right, we'll keep going. I'll look it up. All right. Uh, Carl, oh, thank you very much. Um, Carl Maxi, say, uh, Sal, what are your thoughts on Spider-Man and Kindred Arc? I'm done with Harry and the Crazy Osborne family. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of rug pulling. It's a lot of bullshit. I'm not, uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll share more of my opinion about it, uh, as we get into the recommendations. Uh, Girk says, what kind of stories scare you the most? For me, future tech, like Black Mirror, I used to love the idea of teleportation. Then I read Stephen King's Jaunt. Um, fair enough. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm less frightened by fiction than I am reality at this point. Um, as far as, like, things that scare me, it's, it's less about what I read. I've read a lot of Stephen King and a lot of, like, horror as books, and I'm never frightened by it. Um, but I am frightened by movies and, like, audio and so, like, that kind of stuff, you know, like, just horror movies in general. More or less, like, the, the kind of, like, stuff that stays with you um, the lingering horror yeah i like the like the things that like tend to, to frighten me most are like the what's in the darkness kind of thing yeah like some unimaginable thing that you can't stop and is uncontrollable mm -hmm. but also the ones where it's like am i going insane yes and like if i was would i know it yeah and if i was like if it wasn't that and it was real how would i convince anyone to help me like that sense of like helplessness and like uncontrollableness of your own body agreed literally like it's amazing trying to find this cover yeah because it's just the un it's just the it's, it's just the, the logo one. one and then only tom king or yeah tom king's mr miracle right it's right, actually right. like spectacular the the seo they have on that i'm shocked <laughs> dc's <laughs> really usually good at this uh long island trash thanks for my monday entertainment appreciate your hard work what are your what are you what are, when are you doing exoswords on back issues i miss saturnine being a jackass <laughs> <laughs> i look forward to telling like ben and ethan that story simply because of the fact that i i don't i have no idea how they're gonna feel about it and i don't know how much of it they're gonna just be like okay i don't care right i feel like they're I, I, it's gonna be tough yeah i agree but i'm excited to see it and probably edit it yeah <laughs> I, I hope so um i think we're good i think we're caught up so uh what are you what are you, so what what are you reading what am I reading? Wait, what did you read last week? What did I read last week? I read uh, Future State Catwoman. Oh! Figured we'll just, like, we just talked about a Future State book. Might as well just do one more. Completely agree. Um, this is the one that, for some reason, I, I really enjoyed the first one of. Uh, yes. Written by Ram B with art by Otto Schmidt. Yep. So, I like the look of the book. I, I you know, the writing is fun. Uh, it's a heist story. Yes. So, what's not to like about that? Agreed. Um, and that's really just what this continues to be it is a heist. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman seems to be in a rough way on the train after her fight. Um, we have like a, you know, like sort of moment for her in her own head where she is talking to the corpse of Bruce Wayne. Okay. And is like, you know, I'm not the person who normally would like jump into the fray and try to save someone, but you know, <laughs> I feel like I, I should help you or mm -hmm. like I should do this. And then, like Batman shows up and is like, don't you understand why he did this? Because he didn't want to be like, he didn't want to, he was afraid of dying alone with just me. 
and it would just be me. It, it, she has, it's she's having like a fever dream kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, and then she's woken up by Alamanapia. And um, we see that the guy who's running the train is like pumping in some sort of gas mm. to like knock them out, essentially. Okay. Um, and they're trapped in their train car, so there's nothing they can do to get out. Right. Um, meanwhile, Batman, well, Bruce and Talia have made it to the front of the train for yep. where, what they need to do or what she wants to do because she wants Bruce to join the resistance. Yeah. Not what Selena's doing. Mm-hmm. Completely different. There are right. two separate train robberies happening right now. Yeah. And um, eventually Bruce like notices like on one of the monitors, he sees Catwoman. So yeah. obviously now he's not leaving. Right. <laughs> so uh, she realizes that like her magnet gloves that she used to get on the train could be overloaded to like burst the door open. Cool. Like, it's going to damage her hand. And she's like, I don't care. Aww. Just, just do it. And yeah. it's cute because like, Anamanapia is there to help her. Oh. And like, so it's sweet. Like, so she's like braced against the door and he's like grabbing her. So like, so she doesn't go flying backwards. I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like he's like, I'm in. Yeah. What the I was, hell? I was going to die probably in a prison cell. And now I at least I have a chance yes. to die in like a cool way. Right. So they burst out of the train car there's a, a battalion waiting for them. They spring into action. At least she does. She's taken down. And the guy's like, you, you could have just, you know, let it go. You could have just, you know, breathed deep the gas and like fallen asleep. And then I wouldn't have to kill you and everyone that right. you helped. Because now I need to make an example of you. Mm. Duh. <laughs> but it's fine because um, he's like, what? Like, oh, do you have any final words? And she's like, yeah, Batman lives because she looks up behind him and she sees Bruce is there. Oh. Um, and so, you know, they they have an embrace and then she smacks him. Right. She's like, because like, if we're both in this stupid world, why don't we just leave? Yeah. Well, she's more or less like, I didn't know you were here. Like, yeah. I didn't know what happened to you. Yeah. So then they kiss and uh, he's like, you're hurt. She's like, well, you were dead. So, you know, we're even. Mm-hmm. Um, They realize that they there's a certain amount of time before the enemy is going to be upon them. And we've kind of come to the end of that. And so now they need to move to a different plan. Mm-hmm. And so the new plan will be that the um, Catwoman's escape was going to utilize a separate train that they had like found underground that has mm. like other rails and they'd been laying more track yeah. so they could do this. Okay. And so like, that's what she was going to utilize. And um, they're still going to do that. But Batman is like, I'm not going to go with you. Right. Because they're going to be looking for Batman now. Yeah. And they're going to let you go. And right. if I go with you, you're going to be running forever. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I'm going to make sure that they know that this was Batman who did this so that you can get away. And so that's what happens. Cool. The train explodes. Talia and Batman make their escape. They they save, like, the, the guy who's a jerk because Batman obviously won't kill. He makes sure to tell Talia that. Leaves a message that says, like, Batman lives. Yeah. And, like, we see Selina hanging out with her strays and Mm -hmm. like they're all having a good time and she's like sad and then she's you know is brought into good spirits and that's it right it's just a fun and that series is over that's it it's just literally a train heist book um it was fun it's fun to see Otto schmidt's work you you see a lot of his um just single stand like static images um online whether it be on reddit or twitter or whatever like you'll you'll see these images out there so you know it's fun to see him working uh some panel work i know he's done other like interiors yeah yeah yeah. um i will say though with his work in particular 
when he's doing some action, sometimes you can see corners cut oh. here and there. I'm not saying it's bad, and I'm not saying I don't like but it. It is noticeable. But it is noticeable, and, and there it is. You know, he does a fantastic cover page. He does a fantastic splash page. Yes. Some of the action sequences, I was like, oh, that's a little rough. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a little rough. Mm. Um, Maybe it was under the gun. It could have been, for sure. Uh, it could just be also that's just not his strong, like his strength yeah, there is, absolutely. is, is that. Um like I said, it's not bad. No. It's not bad, and it's not horribly distracting. It was just <laughs> something I noticed. Agreed. Uh, so, yeah. Um, let's move on to the next one. Uh, but DZ is helping us out. Thank, Thank you very so much, much. DZ. Uh, his phone's being weird, but uh, he's going to help us out. Thank you very much. And thanks for digging the hat. Appreciate it. I didn't get a shower in, so I'm just wearing this. Uh, Rosh Patel, late to the stream, but I got to say the best of Future State books were Catwoman and Superman by hey. PKJ. <laughs> also, what do you think of the, what do you, what do you think Batcat is leading to? Have a nice day, despite the rain and snow. Thank you very much, Raj. Appreciate Thank it, Thank you. And that's hilarious because those are the two Future State books we talked about. That's true. That's true. Uh, where do I think Batman Catwoman's going? Well, let's talk about it from Black Label and Tom King, Clayman, Batman Catwoman number three mm-hmm. of 12. It's a mini series that will encompass three different distinct periods in Batman slash Catwoman's life, uh, his present, past, and future, except not really because, you know, like, none of this is canon. Um, We're also establishing that the Phantasm is a character and that all the things that happen in the movie are canon. Mm -hmm. I I still love those title pages. Oh, I know. So, so much. Yeah, and that each window is a little... Yeah. Like, yep, 12 windows in the manor, 12 days of Christmas, 12 issues in the book. Yeah. Um, we're really push. We're really leaning into the Christmas angle on this ep- on this particular issue. Yeah. Um, we also have the debut uh, of Helena Wayne, aka the daughter of Catwoman and Batman. I saw that art. I didn't know where it had come from. Yes, it came um, from this. Yeah. Uh, this was very. Uh, you might even say infamous because of her lack of pants. Uh, people had a real issue with it. I remember hearing some like some, some choice phrases about it. Particularly, there's one. There's one particularly egregious panel. Um, where you can kind of like see her thong line. Oh, oh yeah. And people being like really upset by it. Hey, uh, yeah, but that was the same issue Clayman had in in Heroes in Crisis and yeah. literally anything else. It's that also draws. I gotta tell you, it's just a very unbalanced look, and yes. I understand that there is a certain realism to that because. Um, like superhero costumes are skin and like. T- well, no, I was thinking in the real world, not all of us are, especially some fashion like, designers. Yeah, like I don't know what I'm doing, and I never know if like what I'm like. It, it, like yeah, but the superheroes get a pad. They usually have they some usually kind of really good. But design that's what I'm saying is that like there's a difference between the reality of a character uh, if you were doing like an independent book and it was yeah. just someone like doing like. Like, I'm just a person, and blah, that's what I was able to come up with. Yeah. And versus, like, a being in, like, a DC book where your your dad's Batman, your mom's Catwoman. You and, would have an iconic design. Yeah, and your suit, while trying to pay homage to Catwoman, but, like, a Catwoman that is not the one that's usually in, or at least not the costume that's usually in Tom King's work. Because yeah. it seems to be the purple like it looks suit, like the purple suit which that, would have had the big the big ears the big ears which she kind of has in the bat cowl yeah so i'm guessing it's supposed to be an homage to that yes however once you put the armor on top it looks it looks like she's wearing it a looks jacket weird. over well, it, like a full it, body it looks costume. like it's less cohesive right. throughout it's more like the top part's the batman influence and the bottom part is the i didn't care anymore right influence that's yeah. i'm just seeing this really i only saw like an action sequence like from yeah, from the bottom up. From here. Or, yeah. I saw from here up, so I was like, okay. Yeah, right. What's the cool. issue? Um, 
Oh, I didn't even know there was an issue. Because well, that's now, how there are, now you do. Listen, we, I was busy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, for me, I'm like, is this as egregious as anything else I've ever seen from the, like, if you're going to show the backside of a woman wearing, like, form-fitting clothing, like, in a com in a superhero comic book? I've seen worse. I would say that. Um, uh, but it's also a clay man book, so it's like, it's going to look like that. Like, yeah. Like, he sexily had Barbara Gordon lift up her shirt during a, therapy session to mm -hmm. show her bullet wound so you know it's like that's the kind of thing we're going for here so here's what's funny about this i would say that we're in a black label book so it's kind of like we're in a black label book. why not so, go for so it first of all fine you know I'm, I'm you then of course have to think of the bermejo incident right yeah, where it's like what's the where, like why does he get like silenced and you get to show like thong lines? oh i was also thinking that like in bermejo's instance it was done for a Art, artistic reason and this and is just kind of like this is kind of hot and who's gonna argue right and when my right lol yeah i would legit say this is done for a very different reason i'm yeah. not going to assume necessarily that i understand the artist's uh, journey there <laughs> um but it does seem to be for a very different reason um I, I, I think, honestly, for me, it's just not a great costume design. It's just a poor design. design. And like, that's where I'm kind of like, you had, so who cares? you had a chance. Right, you didn't... You had an opportunity to design Catwoman and Batman's daughter's costume. And this is what you came up with. Like right. This looks like something, honestly, that Frank Miller might have come up with. But honestly, his suit would have probably been a little more balanced. What we saw Frank Miller's Batwoman costume, yeah, and it's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now that might have been Raphael Grandpa's design, and I think it was probably. So just but, ask, just but ask you know what I mean? Then. Like it's just unremarkable. Yeah, it, it's thoroughly unremarkable, and as a result, like you deserve all the criticism you're getting because you had every opportunity to avoid it. Yeah, um, but at the same time, like. Maybe you just want to see some butts. I mean... And it's a black label book, so I'm going to put butts in this book. Butts are coming. At the end of the day, like... <laughs> at, uh, here, And here's my, like, perspective on it. It was like, I didn't even notice. Sure. Like, when I read it, I was not like, that's an ass! Yeah. I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. These are the things I see in comic books. <laughs> um, ultimately, by the way, other another fun reveal is that uh, Dick Grayson is commissioner of Gotham. It's a job I don't think he would ever do, but it's in this book. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it, but it's fun. Like, oh, wow. Uh, also, you know, we, we, we established that Catwoman killed the Joker in his, like, Florida retirement community. Well, we're, we're dealing with the aftermath of that. Okay. Of course, Bruce Wayne is dead. Catwoman is old. Helena Wayne is Batwoman. She's investigating the murder of the Joker. Ah, okay. So eventually she is going to find out, or probably already knows, that her mother killed the Joker. And she's going to have to deal with that. Is she a fanatical devotee like Batman was? Or will she get it because it was the Joker and screw it? Right, right, right. Uh, we also have like a big element to this where... Um, <laughs> more butts. More butts. Lots of butts. Well, it's, it's Catwoman's butt. You know, so she's the titular character. She's book. showing you where in the their daughter got it from. That's right. She's like, yeah. this is, this I got is good all jeans. my jeans. That's right. I'm not wearing them right now. No, no. I think she does wear <laughs> jeans when she kicks Joker in the <laughs> I face. Think you're but, right. like, anyway, uh, there's also a thing where, like, Catwoman and Joker, like, work together all the, like, throughout their history together. And the Joker, like, lords it over her. Like, if you ever share with Batman that, you know, you've worked with me before. He'll, he'll, you'll, you don't know what he'll do. So I've got it over on you. 
Batman clearly knows this and he's a massive hypocrite. So I don't know why Joker thinks that this is suddenly some news. It, the, the tension of the book is kind of like thwarted by my or any reader's understanding of who these characters are. Mm. My only like question in this book is why is Phantasm even in this goddamn thing? Uh-huh. And we all know it's because Clay Man said, I want to put Phantasm in this goddamn thing. And uh, will Helena forgive and forget what her mother has done and I and, and I I wonder. I assume because it's Tom King, she will not because that would be the sadder option. Uh-huh. So we'll see. They're also making like a Batman Beyond reference. Gotta make a Batman suits. Beyond reference because everybody likes Batman Beyond. Right, and, and again, that's fine. But his suit is either... One all, color. It's either all armor or all, all cloth, depending on which... Which interpretation you're ...of the at. suit that you have of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, we finally do see it culminating where Phantasm is going to kill Catwoman. But. Uh, so Catwoman fights <laughs> Phantasm in this book. Sure. I just thought there was just, you know, we have a butt counter. There's a lot of butts in this book. <laughs> um, and Joker crams himself into a safe. Uh, so <laughs> the, this this book is... Here's the thing. You were really digging this book. I like this book. Okay. I think it will, like everything he's ever written, it'll read better in trade. Okay. Uh because the problem, the problem is trying to review this thing that takes place in three different timelines, none of which are coalescing. You know right. what I mean? Uh, and we're in the chapter three of a 12-issue mini, you know? However, Strange Adventures manages two timelines in a 12-issue mini written by Tom King, and each issue is brilliance. I feel like we're just one too many timelines. That could be. And that this book is spiraling out of control. I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to be proven wrong. I do, by the way, like the art, despite the asses. Um, <laughs> and like, not despite, I like seeing, who doesn't want to see some asses? No, no, and I think that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think, listen, like, we're I'm not- I'm not complaining about the asses, yeah. but it's like, you know, what? but what is gratuity and what is exploitation and blah, 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 blah. By the way, like there are some cool moments speaking of the outfit. Like you are 100% right in terms of it's top heavy. There's- you have this opportunity, but then you get the close-ups and you get some like really cool stuff with that Helena Wayne costume. See, I like, still don't think I don't like this, but I really like this. Yeah, because that looks like the rest of the suit is very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So immediately you think of something else. Yeah. Because this here has like relevance in terms of the fact that it has like hints of Batgirl and hints of like the very first Batman suit in yes, terms of the, the shape of the cowl and the, gloves. and the gloves. Like there's something about that that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was as far as the design got. Yeah. That's what it feels like, unfortunately, regardless of how this may have been very intentional. Yes. It doesn't feel intentional. It feels just an afterthought, the bottom yeah. half. But you know, because of the homages to like, the bottom half is obviously Unitard Catwoman. Yeah, like I said. Like, and that's... the gloves and hat are obviously Detective... Uh, 27 Batman. Mm-hmm. So like they had a thought. It's just that when you put them together, not, not every hodgepodge amalgam idea works. Yeah. No, but it's... sometimes it does. Like just if you cram a woman in the Detective 27's outfit, that is also a cool design. Yeah. But like that design. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I this think, is. I think there were better ways to do a combo of those two characters' costumes sure. throughout the years, regardless of what co- costume you're going to reference. I think there's probably a stronger way to do this. Yep. And he may even have them because a lot of artists have like multiple iterations of what they'd like to do for a new character. Not only that, but like this is multiple timelines. Yeah. For all we know, this is like phase one. 
Yeah. And she's like, oh, that. Remember when you could see my thong? Like, no. That I was need, a bad idea. I need boots. Yeah. And maybe something over my butt. Maybe. Here's what's funny. In that shot, you got Dick Grayson right next to you. That's the butt. Trench coat. Yeah. Covering the goods. Yeah. No. Give her the trench coat. Show off <laughs> Dick's butt. Yeah, because of how old he is, you know that thing is still in shape. Yeah. <laughs> it defies gravity. That's right. No. Grayson is uh, fanatical about his appearance. <laughs> anyway, it is a recommend, but like, honestly, this is not the issue to hook you on this book. Okay. I think I think you need to read issues one and two and then be like, oh, because I think this is the part. This is the first time I was like, no. Like, <laughs> I, I love his characterization of older Selena. Yeah. I like the idea of them, of, his, of Selena and her daughter. Like, Batman's dead. The story's not over. Right, like right. Mm-hmm. And and it's being done with, like, some semblance of grace. Uh, Wondrous History of Classic Films says Tiffany Cooking Video Appreciation Post. If you oh. haven't watched them, look up the Green Arrow Chili Recipe. So good. In addition, I like pretty much all the Future State stuff. Fair enough. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I very much appreciate that. That chili that was straight up, it's just good chili. Yep. You've made, just, it, you've made it more than just in the show. It's just good chili. It's great chili. Um, but thank you so much for that shout out. Very much appreciate yeah. it. If you haven't already, you should watch Tiffany make uh, wheat cakes and chili and bur- and big belly burgers and, uh, and more. Chacos. Uh, Langley Amnelia, what episode of Backish has made you think Ben and Ethan would react one way only to surprise you with a different reaction? Hashtag Daft Punk forever. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, now when they make Tron Legacy 2, who's going to do the score? Right? Maybe there's just some leftover stuff. Who Maybe knows? they'll just come back together. Don't that. worry. They're never going to make Tron Legacy I know. I know. Um, so we don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's all kinds. I guess, like... Uh, some of the classic stories where I was where I was like surprised. Some of the books when I'm that I'm like excited to do, like that are like my favorites. Mm-hmm. They'll surprise me with like with how le- how little it connects with them. I, I'm like, oh yeah. I think for me it was Saga because they both embraced it and yeah. honestly brought Ben to tears. Yeah, and you didn't expect it. that. I didn't see that coming, and yeah. like I honestly didn't expect them to like embrace it as much as they did in no. terms of like the style of story that it was. That's right. Um. Yeah, I think that one for sure. Even honestly, Sailor Moon too. Yeah, because like they sure we we cracked. They were jokes. involved. They like, were they involved. Were they were they were like, okay, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Alex Cash, who doesn't want to see some asses? Seth, thank you for attributing <laughs> me to that. Uh, I did say it. I can't unsay it. Thank you. You very can't. Much. You said that. Right. You said that. Uh, what other books did you read that you want to talk about? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, let's talk about Savage Avengers. Yes. Yes, it's the it's the only place you can find Deadpool. This is the for now. Um, this is the 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 series that I occasionally check in on. Um, and honestly, like it's one of those where it's like I think I'm gonna probably just start picking up some of the the runs, like some of the arcs. Ah, uh, good because idea. I feel like that's more what I'm looking for right now for Savage, and like maybe they'll just kind of catch me up, and I'll and I'll just jump all in. Yeah. On it, this is um, number eighteen, written by uh, Jerry Duggan with art by Kev Walker. Yeah, how does it look? It looks good. Um, it is a tie-in. Right, of course. King and Black. I think the last one was a tie-in, too. And um, previously in the series, I think issue three-ish, um, it was established that Conan had been taken by a symbiote at one point. So obviously we'd have to oh, deal with that at some point him, because, yeah. you know, you know, symbiotes. Um, but essentially this, this symbiote um, does 
doesn't want anything to do with what's happening in King and Black. Like, we're going to acknowledge it, sort of, but mm-hmm. really, this is just like, he wants to kill Cullen Gath. Right. Which really aligns with everything Conan's about. Absolutely. So it kind of works. He doesn't let Conan's not necessarily all on board because he's like, you're we're like, you used like you're in my body and I'm not a fan. Yeah. But like, it become like a necro sword kind of thing. And you know, all sure. of that, um, we go, we get a little like backstory and like how, like, you know, back in the day, like back in the day, Conan's day before Conan's ah, day kind yes, of thing. The, Hy- the Hyborian age. Yeah. Or um, that he was, you know, captured in a bottle and being sold as like a gin kind of thing <laughs> where it's like, Ooh, look at this. And essentially he was um, a, an attraction. Mm-hmm. There was a merchant who had him and he would use that to draw people into his stall where they would then buy other goodly, like other wares that he had. Yeah. And inevitably the, at the time Sorcerer Supreme came up to him and offered him a ridiculous, like sized emerald for the bottle. Yes. And he's like, and at this point, that emerald was the crystal of Cytorak and he became the first juggernaut. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thankfully, no. Uh, unless that's exactly what that is, and that would be hilarious. That was just a really big. No, it's green. No, literally, he's just like it's an emerald. He's like, here you go. Like, enjoy- here, I, I don't, I don't care about this. Enjoy your retirement. I don't right. need this crap. Mm-hmm. Um, the sorcerer doesn't want to bind with him. He just wants to understand him and yeah. learn about him. So, but he treats him well, and he takes oh, care nice. of him, and he like feeds him, and like he turns to a cat at one point. It's cute. Like, I'm like, oh, this is like a sorcerer and it's familiar kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Cool. Hansen Gath shows up and kills the Sorcerer Supreme and takes the symbiote, the symbiote in, in order to like either use his powers or to, to, to keep him. So he's like, I want vengeance on him and I can't, I'm not going to be cool with it until he's dead. And Conan's like, sweet. Okay. Let's become Conan. No, he's like, that's, that's or fine. Vonan. But like, he's also kind of in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. Like he had just escaped Blackgate prison with yeah. Deadpool. And, um, I can't remember the other character because I'm not reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what the problem is here. That's fair. Uh, Nightflyer. Ah. Um, they just recently escaped and, and they're um, still on the run from the guards. So much so that Nightflyer is like, we need to keep moving because their snipers will still be trained on us. So we got to get out of here. And that's when like Deadpool's like shot through the eye. Oh. And, like, you know, he just says like potatoes. <laughs> falls over um i like we gotta go leave leave deadpool he's, right. he's dead he, weight to us yeah conan's like oh no so he picks him up and he puts him like he wears him like like a, like a shawl almost mm-hmm. yeah so he's like running away and like so deadpool's taking all the shots too yeah for conan it's kind of hilarious how well that escape plan kind of works yeah he inevitably um finds a horse he jumps on it they ride away um to the bar with no name and um, Nightflyer makes a connection with his attorney, who looks a lot like Stanley Tucci. Okay. Like, a lot like yeah. Stanley Tucci? suspiciously like Stanley Like, I was like, that's fun. Um, but that, like, Nightflyer's like, here's what I'll say. I'll say that Deadpool, like, coerced me, like, if I'm caught. Like, he right. coerced me to escape and blah, blah. So he's like, cool, whatevs. Mm-hmm. Um, he offers, he, basically, Nightflyer has a heist that he wants to do. And now he's got his team. Right. Um and they, but now we have two people who want to kill Colin Gath and don't want to do any of that bullshit. Well, they're not doing that right now. We're gonna do this. I'm just saying we have two characters who are like, let's do this. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, but I mean, Conan <laughs> does care about money. Yeah, all right. This yeah, Conan he doesn't spend money. He's a, he's in a loincloth. But this, in the Con- day. this Conan is he's actually not. He's wearing like a coat and like a like a 
Oh. T-shirt. Okay. Well, good for him. This Conan is is very much the thief side as well of like Conan's mythology and yeah. Conan's lore. And so he's like, yeah, no, I am going to do this heist. We'll then go after Colin Gaff. But I mean, like, I am going to do this. Right. Like, who knows what they could have? Yeah. Um. So they are trudging through the city, which is obviously taken over by Null, but the streets are kind of empty. And so they come to a house mm-hmm. and like Deadpool's like, do you know who lives here? <laughs> And he's like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Because it's the Hellfire Club. They're going to rob the Hellfire Club. Oh, that's awesome. And Deadpool's like, this is a bad idea. Right. They have people who like shoot things out of their eyes and like can get in your mind. And like, this is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And like Conan has no idea. And like Deadpool goes, they're Wolverines, guys. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I get you. Yeah. Like, okay. They're, They're weird. Yeah. So Nightflyer has like a suspicious thumb that he uses to get them in. The place is empty. Deadpool's like, it's not as cool when there aren't like all these like eyes wide shut, like, you know, parties <laughs> going on here, but fine. Good observation, man. That's what I call them. <laughs> um, so they're kind of looking around for like loot. There's literally like money bags laying just, out. Just loot bags? Just loot bags because it's it's Krakoan money, but it's Krakoan money that's like a slush fund. Mm-hmm. So it's money that'll never be noticed as missing because uh, it shouldn't even exist. Right. Kind of thing. And so Nightfire's like, don't worry, we got this. Yeah. Um, And that's when the gate activates. Okay. And several characters from the Marauders show up. Oh, okay. Because Emma Frost, obviously working with Kitty Pride as part of the Hellfire Club and doing whatever Marauders be doing, yeah. they have like a, a team at this point. Yeah. And three of them show up. And so it's Callisto and, and Iceman and Bishop. Okay. And so they fight. Cool. And that's that's kind of the, the book. The gist of it. Except for that, like, Iceman, like, hits conan right at the end with like ice mm-hmm. and he's just like there dude like you know let's let's chill out yeah kind of thing and like conan's like neat like one of the children of ymir like lives <laughs> and he's like who conan's like it's cool and then he summons the symbiote to create a hammer and just smashes bobby <laughs> i'm like that's awesome okay then that's where they leave it. That's so cool. So I'm like, all right. Great. This is like what happens when you bring Conan into this world. Yeah. It's, it's, he doesn't know anything. Good. That's awesome. And he just wants to fight. Mm-hmm. So as a tie-in, it's just funny how much it's like, it does, it deals with the symbiote. Yep. And it's set against the backdrop where things are happening. Yep. That's why it's and, empty right now. And yet mm. we deal with nothing at no. Good. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, be Black, liked next Batman, Nightwing, Batgirls, JSA, and hoping to see those stories continue. Guess we'll see, mm-hmm. but I'm also new to DC, so I don't know the status quo. I've loved a lot of more artists in Future State, great exposure. Then that's exactly why it's worth the doing for DC. Yeah. Of folk that aren't reading a lot of current DC, maybe like DC just wasn't, um, you know. Clicking. A, a, well, an imprint for them that they were picking up. This is a chance for people. We're all on the same level here. Yeah. We're all on the same level reading these books and, you know, that makes people more willing to take a chance sometimes. Yeah. Especially if it's with a publisher they're not used to buying things from. Right. Uh, Girk Pectus, what's the best thing you did or see at a con? Met a cast of, I met the cast of Fan Four Stick at Streets of San Diego Comic Con and didn't recognize them and they were mad because no one recognized them. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. There's too many to name. You, we have tons of con videos you can watch. I'm not going to like do that right now. It's just too long. The show's going too long anyway. I think Mean Mark Hamill was pretty good. Mean Mark Hamill was fun. It was mean though. 
He was grumpy. He was grumpy. He wasn't mean. I hear... He was I, I've only heard wonderful stories about meeting him and about how great he is. And the first time and last time we have ever met him, he was super grumpy. But now we have that memory forever. Yes. Now I know that Mark Hamill was very grumpy at, at, at you and me. <laughs> uh, and everyone around us. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody. He yeah. was not. Yeah. He didn't limit his grumpiness to just us. There were reasons. Yeah. We were still in line, though. It wasn't like we bugged him. No. He wasn't eating lunch. No. He was. It was a transactional experience. It was. Uh, Sean D. Fighting evil in the moon night. <laughs> living love by daylight. Uh, never running from a real fight. She's the one named Sailor Moon. That's right. Agreed. You didn't sing it. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> because Lawrence Perry says, good job with a Shiba Inu Yay! gif. I did it. <laughs> it's adorable. Orion's Drip, Quanon and Cable were the fallen angels and it now seems they are important to Hickman. Yep. Yeah, but I'm not saying that you need to necessarily read that. You don't need to read that book. That book was not one that Hickman read or I wrote. would say that the reason I say not to pick that one up is because it wasn't super well done. No. In my yeah, opinion. there's nothing there's nothing that was like on that you couldn't miss about it. Yeah. And it wasn't essential to the story. Yeah, and Quanin's been almost more in Hellions at this point than in Fallen Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Sean D, can White Queen pawn her skin diamonds off? That I don't know. Right? She could it, it probably, but I feel like once her skin skin is removed from her body, it would revert back to flesh. I don't know, though. I'll have to see. Uh, you know, I'll have to check with somebody. Oh. I'll, 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 go, I'll ask Kurt Busiek or something. He's usually somebody who knows. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, speaking of books, uh, King in Black number four came out. Four or five, written by Cates, drawn by Stegman. Uh, the X-Men have springing into action. Uh, and, you know, it's what you'd expect. It's the fourth part. It's the penultimate issue. You heard a lot of stuff like, oh, big reveals, big surprises abound. The last issue, they dropped Silver Surfer. Uh, Dylan, of course, was taken by Null. So we see a couple of verses. Dylan deals with Null. Uh, while, deal while Dylan is dealing with Null, he is uh, visited in his mind by a telepath. Who is it? What telepath could it be? I thought it was Professor Xavier. I was I wrong. did not. Uh, you were right. <laughs> uh, turns out that Dylan's powers can hurt Null because that's what he was invented to do. And uh, the... Well, it's not only that. He's using him also as a conduit. Yes, to connect with Null and therefore let go a few key players yeah. that Null had taken over using symbiotes so that they could spring into action and attack Null some more. Uh, they freed a bunch of characters. I like that Strange frees Felicia because they have a little bit of rapport. Right. And because, like, I think he's, you know, he's like, hey, I freed you. Because I don't think she has anything to do with this book, but I think he's like... Come on. I freed you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how did you like the, the treatment and use of Strange in this book? It's just, it's what Donny Cates wrote the last time you wrote Strange. <laughs> That's what writers do. I know. When like Strange is on the Avengers, Aaron was like, he's wearing the blue costume for my yeah, run. Legit, he's just like, remember that time that he went to like the World Tree and like tried to get it, like his magic back that way because he wanted Strange to have magic again? Well, that's this version. Yep, and he did. And I'm like, okay. I mean... You're like, I read that, so I, just, I know what you're talking there's about. There's no way that Cates wasn't going to do that. He, right. he did this, like, was never really brought up again. Mm-hmm. It happened. No one else wanted to do anything with it? Well, there's nothing really you could do with it. He had his magic back and that was kind of it. Right, right. But uh, key players get strategically placed, you know, in, in, in areas. Uh, Namor, you know, f floods the city. Uh, Thor electrifies the water, which messes up the symbiotes. 
Uh, oh, him and Storm. They, him and Storm, yeah. They they, they get them both. Yeah. Like, you, you might as well. Yeah. Uh, Jean Grey was the one talking to Dylan in mm-hmm. his mind. Uh, and she's like, I just need you to, like, hold on. Because, like, help is on the way. Right, right. Uh, I loved this depiction of Jean, by the way. Because, like, yeah, it's, it's just really cool looking. It's Stegman just drawing cool shit. Uh, this main event, if you're just looking for cool shit that's drawn, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is. It's really cool looking. But I like that image of Jean. Just, like, walking... You know, just pimping through. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big reveal, of course, is that, like, there was this other thing. There was, like, when... Because, like, Null's been everywhere. He's been he's been every when. Yeah. Uh, and he's the god of darkness. Everywhere there's darkness, there's Null fart. And, uh, you know, but, but like, the universe doesn't like a vacuum. And it doesn't... You know, it can't just be a god of darkness. It has to be a god of light. So the universe generated, like, a kind of symbiote, in yeah. a way. Because if... The darkness, if the god of darkness in the Marvel universe, not the god of symbiote, god of like well, utter blackness and darkness. Well, because they call him evil. the god of the abyss. Right. Which is really Mephisto, but whatever. I guess it blinked uh, back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the universe is like, I'm going to make something that's like a counterbalance to Null. And it's the god of light. Right. And so the god of light, it's on its way. Yes. And it needs to pierce the symbiote hide that has enveloped the earth. Uh,. Thankfully, Silver Surfer cuts a cuts a hole through. Right. Thankfully, Sword wasn't in the way. Thankfully, Sword was not. <laughs> uh, but Silver Surfer uh, it cuts through. He absorbs or collects or teams up with the God of Light or the energy source that is the God of Light, and uh, and it chooses him for a minute to cut through. It does. It upsets Null very much, and then admits like you're not the one I'm looking for. And Silver Surfer's like, oh, okay, well, no problem. I'll off you like, go. Off you go. Ooh. And who's it going for? Who do you think? Eddie Brock. And so, uh, and Mr. Fantastic, I think, puts together like, oh, why didn't I see this coming? And it's like, because no one was ever going to do that. Uh, and it's the, 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 the god of light, the symbiote that's the antithesis of Null. It's Captain Universe. Yeah, and that it's technically a symbiote as well. But the Captain Universe unipower is actually a symbiote. That is made of, like, pure light and goodness or whatever. And it's chosen Eddie Brock! Which is better than what I thought it was. Which, and, and you weren't alone! I wasn't alone on this one. I was like, well, I clearly they were leading us down this pathway on purpose. They this, wanted you to think they wanted, one thing. They wanted you to think one thing. And, like, no matter what, this was going to be a surprise. But because you were so set on that one thing, this was a bigger surprise yes. because of that. But obviously, like, I thought it was the Phoenix. Right. We're dealing with Jean Grey. And, that, like, since no one's reading Aaron's Avengers, no one was Who like, cares? oh, that's, like, that's, that's that flies right in the face of what you were doing. Right. Like, no, no one was reading that. So it's okay to think, like, oh, man, the God of Light must be the Phoenix. Cool. Yeah, and I was like, that's an interesting idea to, like, that the phoenix is in itself a symbiote because she's like they talk about how like it makes someone better it makes them more like and i was like and a symbiote like it's nothing without its host and of course the phoenix needs a host yeah and i was like oh that's wait oh no and i'm glad though yes because that's another retcon for the phoenix and nobody needs more yeah 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 but i was so convinced obviously because of the breadcrumbs they laid that that's what it was yep and again i don't care (laughs) yeah but yeah i was like fine if you're gonna retcon something no one's gonna complain about well, I'm sure there's someone, but uh, no one else is going to complain about Captain Universe being revealed to be like the antithesis of Null or something. Because mm-hmm. nobody's using Captain Universe. Unless you sent away like $27 to UNICEF and got your comic book made specifically for you in which you got the Unipower there and saved the X-Men. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, no, I was like, oh, cool, Captain Universe. That's fun. Spider-Man was Captain Universe once. So now Eddie is. <laughs> and you're, that's cool. It's a cool book. It's almost over. 
Check it out, I guess. I liked it. Like, I enjoy it. It's fine. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not blowing the doors off or anything. But no, it's not. It's it, not trying to be. It's not like. No. It's not like. Oh, I'm. It's not like it's trying to like ape off of like Alan Moore or Grant Morrison or something. It's like I'm doing something pretty cerebral. You, you're probably not smart enough to get it. But uh, I've got some action scenes for you to to whet your appetite. Like, no, it's just. It's, I really, I did like the, like, idea of, like, the select people that they chose to, like, call into, you know, into play here. Obviously, Strange being one of them, Mm -hmm. because they're like, we need magic, and we need this, and we need that, and, like, Invisible Woman is there. Um, And those, it was a dope sequence of seeing them all, like, shooting their power at full blast, essentially, down the streets of New York into, like, a hub. Yep. Um, But... For me, as much as I love seeing Strange in that sort of position where it's just like, don't forget how strong Doctor Strange is. Right. Don't forget that. Which is good. Yeah. I was like, that's dope. For me, it was when Cyclops took off. Yes. Took off the visor. Yeah. Just took it off. Yeah. It's like, okay. I'm just going to, I'm using my eyeballs. Yep. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, This is, it is the comic book equivalent of being 10 and having your action figures. It's the, this comic book is. The, a, a story equivalent of the experience of dumping your bin of action figures <laughs> and literally just concocting stories about what action figures you have available. Yeah. Literally, right. it's that where it's like, oh no, this thing, this like figure that I have from another set, like, like a Thundercat that should not be with my Toy Biz X-Men. It's like, it's covered in. And he, he's, you've never heard of him before because, because he's the god of darkness and here he comes and only uh, who do i have invisible woman and cyclops (laughs) and this character like these characters the ones i have are the the key to everything and like it's that experience because i've been there and i've done that that is literally it like who's important certainly not characters i don't own already so here they are i can only save a handful of characters that's this book it's a lot of fun and stegman is like yup because stegman is clearly like yeah it's fun (laughs) Uh, it's true it's totally fine. Uh, it's it's a harmless book. Enjoy it, you know. Yeah. Anybody who's like, "Fuck this book," it's like, "Shut up, man." It's just uh, fun. It's just fun. Any other books you read, by the way? Yeah, I did because it's been like not like I feel like the X Men are everywhere right now. They are, and I think inevitably people like they got Conan fatigue. I think we're gonna hit the wall. Yep. Unfortunately, I don't think so. I think that inevitably like they'll pair the, they'll whittle the books down oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll do that. But like when you think about just how much is coming out, and you know, this entire King and Black was really like x-men heavy as yep. well i yep. mean it's, that's not they're not the point at all nope but but they got two covers i think <laughs> um so i remember marauders this week Yay. um you know what's important about this don't forget emma's like plan is to like fix up madripoor for whatever reason and by like purchasing up land and like pushing out the ruling government which sucks yep at the end of the day though they have decided that they're gonna fight back and so what they've done is created these things called reavers which are not crazy um, space-faring monsters. Yeah. (laughs) But they are crazy people Mm. who have, like, um, weird fleshy arm swords and things like that. Okay. Because they're people who have gone up against mutants across the globe and been maimed by them. Right. Like, if you fought X-Force, you probably lost a limb or two. Yep. And so you went and signed up for this program, and now you're, like, some crazy, like... Reaver. Reaver guy. Yeah. With, like, 
some sort of implants and all that <laughs> stuff. And you think that you're really in the right. I mean, you were maimed, but why were you maimed? Probably because you were trying to kill yeah. the mutants. Yeah, probably because you're a big racist that's <laughs> trying to kill uh, like mutants, but whatever. So they exist. That's really the point of this whole issue is like, this is how they're going to fight back, yes. right? Yeah. Um, the thing, though, at the beginning that got me 100% mm-hmm. was that on Madripoor, the Emma is hosting like a big like mm-hmm. press conference because they're setting up a low cost hospital for like the people of Madripoor to go to, where it's just like, hey, you can't afford healthcare, you just come there here. Are people who live on Madripoor that aren't like spies. Yeah, there's like it's like it's 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 a shitty place to live. Yes. Um, but like so she's like setting up this hospital. All right. She invites Charles and Magneto to show up. Oh, she didn't talk to them. No, she's like, come on over. Like you should you should come for this press conference. It's gonna be dope. You're gonna pay for it. No. Oh no, no. She's got something else she's doing. Mm-hmm. Because like while they're they're standing in the audience with everybody else, so it's like all these news reporters, people of Madripoor, and then Magneto, and, and then friggin' Magneto, <laughs> becaped Magneto, and behelmeted Xavier. Yes, yeah, just like uh huh. And Magneto's like, "What's Proteus doing here?" Oh, what Charles is Proteus is like, doing? I don't know. And they're talking about this like you know the hospital, and they're like, "It's a free hospital, and it's a gesture of goodwill towards the people," and like. We couldn't think of anyone else to name it for than Moira McTaggart. Oh, no! So it's the Moira McTaggart Memorial Hospital. And then they unveil a little statue of her. Oh, my God. And, like, the two of them are like, Oh, shit. We are going to hear it. And Proteus is, like, crying. Because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... Moira's like... (laughs) (laughs) Spit take. Yeah. Um, And, like, Kitty's like... Thanks for doing this. This is like means a lot for these people. Right, because nobody she, but Xavier and, Mag- and, and and Magneto know that she's alive. Yeah, and or like, around. Well, but like Kitty Zoyle is like, thanks for setting up this hospital. It means a lot to the people. And she's like, it's worth it just to see the look on their faces. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Just shock Pikachu's all around. Yay! But that was it. Like that was so like I was like, that's great. <laughs> nice. Good on you, Emma. <laughs> just. And by the way, the image of her is like that image of like when she first met Charles, like at yeah. the, at the oh like, my god, and she's the, wearing a little outfit. The carnival. With her. That's amazing. <laughs> she like pulled that image out of Xavier's head. That's the one I want. So you know, That's Marauders is, is a fun um, book if you are looking to just watch Emma Frost just try maraud to over maraud uh, and like get one up over anyone and everyone she can. Yeah. Um, again, written by Jerry Duggan uh, with art by Stefano Caselli and Matteo Lali. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, we got a couple of other, uh, other ones. Mother ones. Mother uh, ones. Mother boxes. Uh, ping, ping. Ping, ping. There used to be, a, there used to be a guy running, or maybe there was like a widget or something, but there used to be a, like a, like a Twitter account where if you tweeted anything about New Genesis, Motherbox would respond to you and say ping ping. Aww, I miss that. That's cute. Uh, Chris says, you guys are my favorite YouTube channel and have provided me with endless hours of entertainment. Aww. I have watched almost every back issues more than once. Also, it's my 18th birthday tomorrow. <gasps> well, happy birthday, happy Chris. Birthday! That's a big year, kind of. Uh, you no. can't do anything, but You're like all... you can be drafted. So, hey, hey, yeah. congratulations. 18's a big deal. It is, no. And thank you very much for I being here with us. I hope you have an awesome birthday. A safe and awesome birthday. That's right, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> this will be the last year before you can like have a big party again. <laughs> so, but 21 is coming. 
Yeah. Right around the corner. Be yeah. responsible. Uh, <laughs> but congratulations, Chris. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. Uh, Girk Pectus, but isn't Phoenix the ev- t- too evil for the God of Light? Yeah, but isn't Donny Cates too popular for that to matter? Yeah. I mean, like, you, you're... You're operating that, like, because, okay, so if you're thinking about, like, gods, at times you can have the idea of, like, they're operating on a level that isn't the level of what we think of yeah. morality. Like, Galactus is not a villain. Like, uh, you know, like, we think he's a villain because he would try to eat us, but, like, Reed Richards is like, oh, he's a force of nature. And it's right. Like, no, but he's a dude, though, right? right. Like, yeah. So. It's too big for us to comprehend. So, like, he could have pulled a, yeah, like, like Phoenix may not be a good force, but no. they're a force against Null. Yes. It's like they might, the only good they may ever do in the universe is kill Null. And if that's all they could do, then, like, that's, then they, I guess they've earned it. Yeah. Uh, except for those those broccoli headed guys. Uh, Justin got the mustache. Brock always wearing Pete's hand me downs. <laughs> solid, solid shit. So solid, I'm gonna steal it. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I said that now. Yep, I'm gonna tweet at Donny Cates right now. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> X Men Legends number one is written by Fabian Nicieza with art by Brett Booth. This was a book that was talked about where it's like, hey, look, you you old people, <laughs> we're gonna do this thing where like. Yeah, you know what? People love X-Men and people are really like digging it. But like, you know who doesn't like X-Men? People who loved X-Men 25 years ago. So let's bring back people who worked on X-Men 25 years ago and make it look like it's 25 years ago. Set it 25 years ago and maybe it'll also matter. So there's like, this is an incontinuity story, I guess. It's a big old retcon. X-Men Legends number one tells you the story of... uh, the Shi'ar have uh, come to Earth and they're here to... K- it's Terminator. Uh, and But not really. Eric the Red's being a big jerk. Uh, he's got a bunch of bird-themed... They really look like Moon Knight. They but, look like Moon Knight. But they're calling them birds, I guess because, like, you know... Of the, of the, of the peaks and the, and the wings. And the conchu. I mean... The, uh, no. Sorry, not that. Yeah, not, not that. that. Whatever that. Whatever it isn't. Uh, but anyway, they've, they've kidnapped Cyclops and Havoc's grandparents, and uh, they'll they want them back if they can get this like this child that they're looking for. And the, what they want is they want a child who is like the rightful heir to the Shi'ar throne, dethrone Lalandra, and take over the Shi'ar Empire. It's rare. It's very simple, but it's Nicieza doing X Men from twenty five years ago, so it's needlessly complicated. Love you, Fabian, but like that's exactly what this is. And, uh, <laughs> Listen, like, that's what people wanted. Like, there's no question. This is X-Men from then. Like, it's needlessly complicated. Rock simple premise. But, like, everybody's talking. Sure. Uh, he also makes a point of saying, like, yo, when Cyclops using those powers, that ain't heat. That's from the punch dimension. He is punching shit with those eye beams. Uh, fair enough. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, I agree, by the way. That's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, then we establish like there was this kid. He remembers his origin being that he was born in a tube and he was raised uh, oh, in, like a tube the, baby. Yeah, and he was raised in this like farm and like yeah, he was raised in disgrace because he's like not a warrior, but he was taught to be a warrior. And eventually, you may know him. He event he got a, he eventually became. Uh, the age of like getting into his 20s and wearing backwards baseball caps and having spikes and stuff. And if you're thinking, oh my God, are you talking about Adam X, the extreme, a character that is literally the poster boy for dumb, stupid bullshit that like the 90s made mistakes of, then you are correct. A character that Fabian Easy has created, it was Adam X, the extreme. Uh, and so, yeah, if you're wondering like, wait a minute, what, what, 
yeah, that was me too. When I was reading this, uh, we're establishing, yeah, there was this character and he was grown and he was raised by Shi'ar. But then it turns out, no, 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 he's a mutant and he has the mutant ability to use the blood in other people's bodies and make it hurt them. And so like, that's his power. That's Adam X's power. Okay. And also he has spikes and he can throw them. And he's also cool. And he rides a skateboard. And he has a hat. Is the cool thing part of his powers? Uh, his... You tell me. I mean, no. He looks pretty dope to me. He looks like everything... He looks like everything that a 12-year-old boy wants to be, but doesn't realize he's in his 30s and he lives in his parents' basement. He's not nearly as cool as they think he is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, they... they the, the long and the short... I'm not even going to get into it. The, 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 the point of this is Adam X is the third Summer's brother. Yeah. Corsair sends the Starjammers to intercept and kidnap Adam. And then Cyclops and Havoc go and they try to collect Adam. Also, Cable shows up and he's like, yo, yo, Adam, you gotta go with Scott and Havoc, man. So then he leaves and Corsair shows up and Cyclops and Havoc fight Adam. And Adam's like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to use my blood powers on you. But guess what? Adam X's powers don't work on Havoc and Cyclops. Why? Because that's the telltale sign that you're a Summers brother. Nope. We're not going to retcon that Remy was the Cyclops or was the you Summers brother. You literally had this we, opportunity. We could have like... done that because he really is. But Claremont did that in a book called X-Men Forever. So, and, and Fabian Nicieza did not invent uh, friggin' Remy Luo. So, here we go. Uh, so then Corsair shows up Wait, and he's like, you gotta leave Who him. ended up being the third one before? Vulcan. Is he still? Yeah. So he's the fourth Summer's brother? Vulcan's now the fourth Summer's brother. Except no, because Vulcan was retconned from the giant size X-Men number one. So technically Adam X the Extreme is still because Vulcan was retconned first. Oh. And retconned earlier. Okay. So, yeah. But... Now, uh, but they've but Vulcan's gone through some metamorphoses and they've and, and his own retcons. So we're doing a pure up yo. Here's the big reveal: is that Adam is the third Summers brother. So and Corsair shows up and he's like, "Yeah, that's your brother." And they're like, "What?" So there you go. Adam X the Extreme matters now because because he's a Summers brother. And that like I guess the 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 Shi'ar stuff that's like memory implants and stuff. That's it. Just, but like, and here's, here's the reason why I'm like so frustrated. It's because like Adam X, the extreme is a joke. Like he's a joke. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's, he's an avatar for mistakes that have, that have been made. We have another show called the good, the bad and the ugly, where we take books and unite them under a theme. I have nineties mistake characters and I've almost done Adam X, the extreme like a dozen times. And every time I think about doing it, I reread his first issue and it is just bonkers. It's written by Nizieza as well, but and not bonkers in terms of like, this is like avant-garde crazy shit. Yeah. It's just, it's just the heaviest shit. Like, it's just like, why did everyone say something? If there's a character in this book, they say at least 17 different speech bubbles. And let me tell you something. Uh, uh, it would make Ethan quit the show. <laughs> and so like, we have not that's, done that, it. That's a, that, that's not, yeah, that would happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Adam's the Adam's the brother, and 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 we'll just see where this goes. It, maybe this is just the first step in a in a long line of like cool retcons and awesome stuff. 
that are happening in 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 x-men legends number two why not we don't know who know who knows what will come i don't know next i don't know but i do know that jokes are canon now like (laughs) i i could imagine nazieza being like (laughs) i'm gonna make this i'm gonna make this a thing uh so yeah I like people bitching and moaning about how like, oh, he was going to be the brother anyway. And it's like, okay, but like he wasn't. And but it was 25 I'm... years where he wasn't. But now he is. So big reveal. Yippee. Sure. And it's just funny because like it, the, the, they made this big point of being like, no, like it's this book may be kind of like a throwback and a kind of like yippee kind of yeah. like thing. But it's also in canon. Like this is can- this matters. Like yeah, this things is... are going to pay off later. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I guess. Yeah. So we're doing that. So there you go. Sure. Whoopee. Corsair needs to 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 keep it in his pants. Yeah. Yeah. My dude. I think that's why he why he sleeps with Hepzibah because he's like this way. It's obvious. No surprises. <laughs> you affirm. Then we, we know who you are. Yeah. Um, enough yeah. is enough. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's just so. It was just. It, it struck me as hilarious. The Brett Booth art is there. If you hated it last time, you're gonna hate it this time. If you're like, no, like, set it back then. Like, still, you know, it's exactly what you expect. Yeah. It's kind of fun, uh, but also, like, Adam's in it, and you're like, god damn it. Yeah. Um. So that's a thing. It happened. Uh, Rab L, hasn't, hasn't that reveal happened already, though? No. So let's move on to the next thing, uh, which I think is the end. I think it is the so end. So let's just recommend some books. Let's do that. Um. Let me get rid of this, because we have actual recommendations. We do. So what do you got? Um, something is killing the children is coming out, so I'll always just remind you about that. Yes, number fifteen, uh, by the way, in number, case you're like behind. Yeah, number fifteen, uh, written by James Tyne the fourth, with uh, art by Werther Del Edura. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, did I say that right? I don't know. Um, New Mutants number sixteen is coming out, uh, written by Vita Ayala. Oh. Uh, and by Rod Rice and Jonathan Hickman. Right. Uh, but I mean, like, it's his story. Yes. Or like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, it's he, gets, like Hickman... he gets like some kind of credit, but she's writing it. Good, good, good. Um, Rod Rice. Rod Rice art is dope. Yep. It's dope. It's worth the price of admission. The story is also good, but the the, the art is spectacular. Yep. Um, also, X-Men number 18 is coming out. Finally. This is it, guys. This is it. For everyone who's like, oh, X-23, where you been, baby? Well, we're going to find out. All right, the vault's opening. Yay! So there's so many mutants to deal with. All right, it's okay if they take a couple off the table sometimes. Agreed. So, here we go. Yeah. What happened in the vault? I can't wait. I, I want to know. I want to know. So that's the issue to pick up. If you wanted to know what happened in the vault, if you wanted to find out where X23 and other mutants were, this is your time. And you don't care about like ten of swords or stuff like that this is it then jump back then in with up, x-men yeah, number jump 18. back in with x-men 18 which is probably why they did the brett booth thing last week palette cleanser yeah well not just a palette cleanser but it's like uh they their 18 was coming out this time right we're not starting anything new right now no <laughs> this is true. it this is the new thing the vault the vault what happened they set this up a while ago here we go here we go uh i'm gonna recommend dark detective number four i think this is the last issue of the dark detective series um it's just really fun i just like it uh this one apparently is co-written by williamson and mariko tamaki with art by giannis milo giannis well it's also the red hood story is that yeah did did i don't know williamson do the red hood i don't know oh i bet he did i bet tamaki does dark detective and williamson does red hood Mm. i don't know that's my guess 
I'm going with that. It's weird how they how they set this up, but in any case, uh, Doctor Detective has been fun, and I've really enjoyed it, and I've liked Tamaki's writing for Bruce Wayne. Mm. I'm excited to see it in continuity. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, uh, and Mora's co- covers are great, so you know, no complaints there. Uh, also, Amazing Spider-Man number sixty is coming out. Uh, this is written by Nick Spencer with art by uh, Mark Bagley. I uh, this made me f- <laughs> this made me fly into a rage when I first saw the cover. Why? Because uh, it was because it was just so audacious. Um, I was like, "How dare you!" Like, what the the centipede? Yeah. Heart? How, how dare you uh, show me the bugs? Like I'm supposed to give a shit after that unforgivable story you wrote? <laughs> like, like, like I'm supposed to fucking care now? Well, it's like it's regardless of how... if you care or not, but it is a striking visual. It is, yeah, no, no, no. and it's like it's fun because like you know, Bag was like, I haven't drawn MJ and Pete together unless they're ultimate in forever. Like, so that's kind of fun. Um, and also, I'm very glad to see that like Bagley's still drawing this book. <laughs> like, I like having just secret. Like, people are like, "Yo, Ryan Mfing Otley is on this book." Oh, he quit. Bagley, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you up to? And it's like, yay, Bagley's back. Um, I like Otley's stuff, but it was like, mm. like it was kind of like he was still getting his sea legs. And then eventually, he was like, "I don't like this. I'm out." That's right. Uh, but like, good on him for having the like strength and like courage to say that yeah like everyone not everyone's able to do that where they're just like oh i don't know we all just stick with it I, it's not mm-hmm. working but like yeah no he was like, like i don't want to do this and i don't, I don't do need this. it yeah like so, so good i'm on out him. good on uh, him yeah so the, like here's the thing here's the most frustrating thing about this so like this issue you know it's like you had this horribly disappointing arc with uh with harry and kindred and the big reveal which i was like Kindred is Harry. And not only was I right, but also like it's a good dessert direction for the character because they never done anything good with him since American Son, even before then. Uh, so like that sucks. Uh, so good, you know, do something with him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything, you know, and it's like kind of complicated and it's, like stuff happens for no reason. And there's spider characters all over the place and they're doing like random shit. And it does ultimately coalesces into nothing. And it's there's no story structure. It was just stuff that happened. And right. then I can imagine Spencer being like, um, that's what serialized comic books are, sir. It's just a bunch of random stuff that happens. And it's like, no, that is not how stories are written. Yeah. And I'm not asking you to like, write a story the way that only I like stories, nor am I trying to dictate like how stories are written. Mm. But I do know when a story is not written and that arc was not a story. Right. That was a bunch of stuff that happened kind of in sequence. And then to have the audacity to be like, it's over. And then literally the next issue be like, bugs, fuck your bugs. I'm so sick of your bugs, especially when we've we found out that your bugs are meaningless and that you don't know what you're doing and you don't have a thing. Now here's the now here's the big surprise is that I read the preview for this and I'm like finally. Okay. Like finally. There's a scene where it, it, it opens with Pete and MJ and she like they do a thing that I've never seen and I would I like I'm like kind of like Meh. but she takes him to like an abandoned theater or whatever and he's like I need you to perform the secret that fucking kindred is blaming you to have like unburden your soul to me as your audience and just like get it out of you like be an actor for once try things the way i try them you know like this is how i express myself is through acting try it since bottling things up and like punching criminals like spider-man is not helping you maybe if i'm supposed to be like your soulmate and stuff yeah that maybe you trying things the way i do them will be 
helpful. Okay. And so I guess he does. The preview ends. Okay. So it's like, which, by the book. Um, And I'm like, that's great. Make it the whole issue. Don't interrupt it with like Driver or like the Rhino or Mr. (laughs) Negative or something. Like, because you set up this whole thing where Harry's like, you know what you did. You know it. You you know. And then the arc ends and he's like, that's fine. I want to be in a box anyway. No, (laughs) that's so dumb and it's so lame and it's so lazy and who cares? But if you're going to have a scene where characters actually interact with each other the way they're supposed to and they like get to the bottom of their trauma and like we propel the book into like the next phase, I'm all for that. Yeah, you're like, fine. And like, I think he knows these characters well enough. Like no one is acting kind of out of character. Mm. It's just that like the story sucks. Right, right. But like the characters are kind of like, I'm in this shitty story and I don't know what to do. And that's probably part of the reason why I've been so like, what the fuck is up with this book? Yeah. For the last 60 issues. I'm like, what the what the fuck? I, I, I like it, but like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the big man, what are you doing? <laughs> who cares? Boomerang is his roommate. Who gives a shit? Not you. No, certainly not me. <laughs> and hopefully based on the sales, not most people. Oh. And also not... Nick Spencer, because he hasn't done anything interesting with that. It's like, if he's like, yo, Boomerang's his roommate. What kind of wacky hijinks is that going to cause? How about you actually do some wacky hijinks? He's like, I did one, like, one sub story in, like, one arc, and that was it. Like, do they even live together anymore? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this book comes out, like, a lot. So it's not like it's like, oh, man, I got to wait every two months for this freaking book to come out. Like... (laughs) But anyway, it's just like this 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 book is whiplash where it's just like, oh, the Kindred Arc has proven that I don't want to read this anymore and I'll wait for the next one. And I hate how often that happens where I'm like, hey, this book took a turn. I guess I'll wait for the next creator to come on. See you next time. But uh, with this, that's exactly what it is. It's just, it, it, and so... I don't know, but Spencer knows the characters. And so it's like, you keep going like, okay, I know what to do. Like with Tom King's Batman, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. And I got off and I'm very happy for it because I read the rest and I'm like, nope. But like with this, it's like, I'm off. I'm off the book. And then you'll reread the preview of the next issue. And it's like, uh, how about Mary Jane and Peter actually have a genuine human interaction for the first time in like almost a decade. You're like, damn it. Oh, if I don't read this, it tells Marvel like, you don't want this? Yeah, no, I hear you. So, it's just it's just super whiplash. So buy that one, though. So buy that one, I guess. But, like, the bugs on the cover, I'm like, oh, my God. You think we still give a shit about your bugs? We don't, buddy. We don't. We don't. That's enough with the bugs. They're not, they're, they're not like, you know, I guess because he's a spider. Yeah, like, no. It's enough with the bugs. Not everybody gets a hundred issues to tell their epic story About that like bugs. a quarter of the audience is interested in. <laughs> so either like tell your story, like you know, if you can tell a story in like a sentence or a paragraph or a page or six issues or 12 issues, like pick your lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But don't like, don't write outside of your ability, you know, try to create, try to try to broaden your horizons and, and, and test the, test the fences. But like, you, you're not, you're not new. You know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Like the Steve Rogers reveal. Great. I'm sorry editorial fucked you in the end. <laughs> but like, you know what? Like, right. Th- they're going to fuck you with Spider-Man too, man. <laughs> Just tell your story and end it. 
so that's it. It's just, I recommend the book because that's happening, but like, I guarantee you by the end, I'm like, oh no, it sucks again. Like, I promise you by the end of that issue, I'm like, oh. I really look forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. The thumbnail for next week should just be the Spider-Man cover and then like. Just me being like. "Mm." Well, it'll be you doing that or it'll be you having like, we won't know which one it is. No, it'll it'll be the cover cover, and you'll be like, I gotta see. Yeah, which one is it? I have to see what happens to this guy. (laughs) He's freaking out about a fictional story that happens that costs like $4. (laughs) But anyway, uh, read that, I guess. And, uh, you know, but listen, tomorrow and Wednesday, Tiffany's playing video games over on twitch.tv slash comic pop. Watch her do them. It's a lot of fun. I forgot what we were doing. You got so into that rant. I, did, I was like, I did. what's We're running the show. Anymore? It's over. I don't even know yeah. anymore. You gotta play us out. Me? Yeah, play us out. You know. Do, do, to do, end do, the show. Do, 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 do. Well, anyway, don't forget to demolish the like button. Uh, n- you know, annihilate the subscribe button. And uh, and don't forget to comment below. It's clobbering time for that like and subscribe button. That's right. <laughs> and it's flame on in the comments. So we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Off the Rack. If you haven't already subscribed, you're in for more shows. If you do, uh, Elseworlds tomorrow, back issues Wednesday, and maybe a letters page if I get a chance to cut it. It's two hours long, so I got to... Well, Was we'll, it really? Yeah. Wow. So who knows? Maybe it'll be two episodes. Nice. It'll be two episodes. Okay. That probably makes sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long.